So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, super fans, proprietors of Jim and Valley's Bed and Breakfast, even though we know you don't listen, wink, wink, to episode 30 of the world-famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris, I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm the queen, and I recommend that you get yourself, and I love Auntie Gay P, inappropriate t-shirt. She looks stunning in it. She does look stunning in it. Little wrinkly. Not the shirt, though. The shirt is a very high-quality cotton blend. It is. I think the queen was folded up in her previous living situation. Available in sizes small through triple XL. Men's sizes only. Excellent. Head on over to www.sawimarriedanalcoholic.com and you can get your shirt. So originally I had uh, set up a Shopify account and it's supposed to be linked to the Facebook and then the Instagram and... All that stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, Zuckerberg is a uh, and just go to sawimarriedanalcoholic.com. You can get your shirt there. So it is the Dirty 30 episode. Ooh, Dirty 30. I know. And no, I, I will spare you the indignities of the, the stories of my 30th birthday. Really? I'm sure Jim and Valia took you on some, you know, very exclusive lunch. I don't remember. Which, I'm sure they did, either way. My early 30s were a bit of a blur also. As they should be. Yeah, I guess. That's how you know you celebrated successfully. (laughs) We want to make sure we take a minute to thank the fans. Uh, Obviously, your support means absolutely everything to us. We would not be doing this if it were not for your support. And also, while we're on the gratitude piece, we want to make sure we thank the sponsors. Marlane Graphics, MarlaneGraphics.com for all of your printing needs, and RealtorAndABaby.com, RealtorAndABaby.com for all of your real estate needs. Please continue to like us, follow us, share our stories, spread the word as much as you can. Instagram and Facebook, as well as the TikTok, are all So I Married an Alcoholic. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, obviously you can send that feedback to so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. We will do our best to respond to it in a timely manner. And that concludes my PSAs for this portion of the show. Thanks, honey. What do you want to get into, Boo? Oh my goodness. We've had a busy week already, I feel like. We have indeed. And the Christmas is on its way. Yes. Whether or not we're ready. That's true. So we started last week with taking Mac to his first concert. We sure did. And we saw the Jingle Ball. And what a lucky little shit. I know. His first concert experience was viewed from a VIP club suite at the Wells Fargo Center. It was. uh, Tickets that were gifted to me, which was super nice. And he was so excited. And it was so nice to be able to do something like with just him. As opposed to my demon spawn? No, I'm just saying. Like, you know, it, it was just, I feel like a lot of times... I don't know. Mac was an only child for nine years. He was kind of used to that. And now, like, Frankie kind of takes center stage a lot. Yeah. Because she requires more care and things like that. Sure. Um, And, I mean, Mac doesn't want to really hang out with us all that much. No. He's like that tweeny type, you know, whatever. But anyway, 
we had a great time. We sure did. So we didn't know anyone that was going to be playing. And by we, let's just clarify, we mean the, the folks in this room that are over 30 years old. Yes. I think Mac understood. Mac knew everybody. I know. So unfortunately, the Doja Cat was Aww. supposed to be the headliner. However, she got the COVIDs. Meow. So instead, they um, substituted Saweetie. I'm and I'm not sure if it's actually pronounced Saweetie. That's how it's spelled. Or if it's yeah, but they're entertainers, Megan. They have to be all fancy and whatnot. All right, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's just plain old Sweetie. I guess. Let me tell you something. There was nothing sweet about Miss Sweetie. No. There was nothing appropriate about her set. Nope. And as you know, you loyal listeners out there, there is nothing appropriate about me. And even I found it to be inappropriate. I was going to say, you were even a little uncomfortable. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is happening up there? It was good, though, because we got to have a nice conversation um, about how someone with absolutely no talent gets a record deal on the way home. Yeah, it's called having a vagina. And, um, you know, good life lessons. That's the, it, literally Sweetie's only talent in life is having a vagina. The other thing we learned at the concert was what marijuana smells like. I'm actually well-versed in the, the scents of the marijuana. Yes, the 10-year-old was not, though. It's actually one of the best parts about going to a concert. And, it, like, you may not share that sentiment, but mm -hmm. I am one of those people that, like, I think weed is the most magical smelling element. Really? On the face of the planet, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So it doesn't bother me, right? Like, I know that's a concert atmosphere. However, I will say the Jingle Ball average attendee was 14-year-old girl. Mm hmm So I'm not sure that the in an indoor stadium smoking marijuana or the 99% naked lady dancing at the end was appropriate for that venue i think this is just how you tell that like you're getting older do you think yeah because 20 years ago you would have been like oh my god i want to be just like sweetie when i grow up i don't think i ever wanted to be like sweetie when i grow up i don't know anyway although the next morning when we were out until like midnight we didn't get to bed till like 1 a.m and i got up and i you know go got up at 5.30, got ready for work. I'm sitting in the parking lot for like five minutes before I brace myself to walk in. And I'm thinking, hmm, now I'm jealous of Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie. Sweetie didn't have to get up at 5.30 this morning and go in. Sweetie haven't, hadn't even been to bed yet at I, that point. I'm a little resentful that God didn't give me Sweetie's parts and make that possible. <laughs> Sweetie was still showing her vagina to the greater <laughs> Philadelphia area. Oh my, how about two? She's like, oh, I got to watch my language. I got young baby ears in here. And I'm thinking, language? No, no, honey, just tuck your pussy in way. Yeah, I can see your nipples. Uh, but it was funny. So Mac, you know, smelled the marijuana for the first time. And he's like, mom, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's pot. Funny enough, one of the questions we got a long time back, and it's on our list of things to eventually bring up, is do you plan on talking to your kids about drugs and alcohol, being alcoholics, things like that? And we do. We're very open with our kids about being in recovery. Well, I mean, it's not like we're trying to hide anything. No, like it, there's a recording studio with So I Married an Alcoholic Everywhere. There's boxes of T-shirts upstairs. The back of our cars both say So I Married an Alcoholic. Right. That's what I'm saying. We're very open with it. Oh. It's actually exactly what I said. I, just, I don't listen to you. I figured. I'm still thinking about Sweetie's vagina. <laughs> oh, 
but anyway um so it was actually a good conversation because you know I didn't try to hide it or anything like that I said that's marijuana and Max like why would someone be smoking that at a concert I said I actually agree because like maybe not the appropriate venue and I think they can like vape it now and it doesn't have an odor which maybe would have been more appropriate and while I agree with that statement again it's a concert environment there you're doing what you're supposed to do so I think again I would get that if it was like a concert of I don't know older teenagers like these were literally 14 year old girls there with their parents I bet you would be surprised at the age of the average pot smoker these days. Actually, you're probably right. Especially because, you know, again, when you and I were growing up, if you got caught with more than just a couple of grams of weed, like you were getting arrested. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I didn't, we didn't, I mean, I personally didn't see or know about pot until high school and I didn't even smoke it in high school. You know, I was like an occasional college type of girl, but that, I mean, it wasn't really my thing, but it wasn't as, I guess, you're right. I think they start much younger now. Yeah. And that's, I think that's true with everything across the board. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, we had a nice conversation about it though. Like I felt bad for him because he was like anxious about it being like, do I smell like it? Should I go home and shower? And I'm like, you should shower when your armpits smell like Italian hoagie. Yeah. Like you should shower just as a general rule of thumb, like good hygiene, wash your ass. Yeah. 10 year old boys smell real bad. Yeah, I was they do. thinking what a fifth grade classroom must smell like. Horrendous. Yes. I actually thought it was kind of funny because I thought he was like a little high on the way home because he was like all paranoid, like freaking out. <laughs> he wasn't though. He just was <laughs> nervous. Max, like a good kid. Like, don't get me wrong. He will get in his share of trouble. I'm sure of that. But he's still at the point where he's innocent. Yeah. I, I mean, as you should be at 10 years old, right? Definitely. He did though. What I did think was nice when we were having these frank conversations on the way home, um, he did say to me he something like, well, mom, you know that I tell you everything. Like, I always feel like I can tell you everything. And that made me feel really good. So, yes, the answer is we talk very openly with our kids, even Frankie, about drugs and alcohol um, and the fact that we're addicts, I, I think, in a sense to almost, you know, show them the success, the struggles, but also warn them a little bit. They're children of alcoholics. Let me ask you, it, growing up, was that something that the proprietors of the bed and breakfast explained or talked to you openly about? And I'm not necessarily saying at Max age. I think he's, I, I mean, I don't want to say it was too early to have that conversation. I think it was pertinent to have that conversation at that particular time. Sure. Because the subject was brought up, obviously. Mm -hmm. But like, is that something that, you know, when you went to a party in high school, when you were a freshman or something like that, did, you know, Mimi or Jim talk about like the dangers of alcohol as a young female or the fact that there may be a, a certain uh, group of friends that are smoking something that you shouldn't be doing or... Yeah, so actually, yes. My parents would talk about drugs and alcohol. Um, drinking wasn't condoned, but I also think they knew it would happen in high school and especially college. Mm -hmm. So they were very much of the philosophy that... If you go to a party, if you have something to drink, if your ride home drinks too much, call us. There is no questions asked. You will be picked up, brought home with no repercussions. That was always their tagline, and I thought that was a very important thing, and I believe that, and I never had a cash-in on it. 
because believe it or not, back in high school, I didn't get into an unsafe car, you know, or, or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, we normally made so- sure someone could drive that type of thing. But sure. Yeah. No, they were they were very honest about that. Um, you know, and we all got busted drinking at some point, you know, in high school. We had a party at one of my girlfriend's houses. We got caught for that. I was grounded for two weeks. Ooh. I know. It wasn't even the it wasn't the drinking that I was grounded for. I was grounded for having the party and like lying about it and you know, I was like a co-conspirator and it was worth it. We had a great time that night. I'm I'm sure. But anyway, um yeah, no. My parents were open-ish, I would say. I think they were open. I think my mom is a little naive. My mom was a total goody two-shoes. Um I actually don't see that. Oh no, she was. So I think that not that she didn't drink in college or whatever, but I, like I think she was a total troublemaker. Not even a little bit. I, I'm telling you, I have straight up nerd. Been around the block more than once. She has that look in her eyes. <laughs> Mimi's trouble. Believe it or not, my mom <laughs> and I actually just had a conversation the other day though. One thing she didn't really talk to us about um was sex. I mean, she did. She explained what it was and explained that you don't do it until you're married. Hmm. And so it's funny. And I don't know if that's good or bad. These days, kids get that conversation. They have a lot of open conversations with their parents, which I think is really important. But I was also saying that I can see, you know, young girls, teenagers, like you see STDs on the rise so much. And I think it's because there's so much openness. Everyone's on birth control. So they don't use other kinds of protection, number one. And number two, they're on birth control through their pediatrician or their parents know about it. When I was that age, we were like taking the train and walking three blocks to the Planned Parenthood. So you had to be responsible for your own birth control. And I actually think there's something to be said about that, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you had to be... You had to be responsible. You had to take charge of it. So it almost gave you this sense of ownership. Um, And maybe it's just cultural changes, too. I mean, I think Sweetie has a lot to do with that. But I was just going to say, I think that and I'm certainly not a prude. No, exactly. Like that's that's not where I'm coming from when I say this. But I do think that, you know, again, the advent of social media and even some of the advertising on TV commercials tend to get very sexual. But I just think that as a society, we have, I'm not going to say over-sexualized, but it is way more like open and apparent and in your face through the various different mediums than it was than, say, you and I were growing up. Definitely. I mean, we didn't have the internet growing up. You know no. what I mean? Exactly. We didn't have social media until I was like a junior in college. You would have been in your 20s. As a matter of fact, when we were first, you know, having Auntie Gay P on, and I was like, you know, dude, I'm going to make you famous because that's like I needed to stroke my own ego at that point. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, a couple months ago, if you Googled I love Auntie Gay P or just Auntie Gay P, you know, pictures or various videos would come up of uh, mature men urinating on each other. <laughs> <laughs> but now. Now, if you if you Google I love Auntie Gay P or just Auntie Gay P. It comes to, so I married an alcoholic. It's a much more wholesome choice. But I'm just saying, like you were just saying, speaking to the internet piece, 
you know, that wasn't available 20 years ago. No, exactly. And if you were lucky enough to have like the old dial-up AOL connection, it took you literally a week and a half to download a two-minute porn. Oh, well, see, I never tried to download porn, but I was like working on my Napster, though. I mean, you you used to have to let it sit all night to download like a full album. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) We got to leave the internet on all night. Sorry, no one can make a phone call. Yep. But yeah, so I think, you know, I think it's good and bad. I think open conversations with parents are great. I think we plan on being very, very honest with our kids. But I also think it's important to give them responsibility associated with it, too, if that makes sense. If you want to make these choices to drink, to have sex, to do these things, like there's consequences and more importantly, responsibilities that come with it. Like do it safely. Absolutely. Again, you know, you know, we did an episode a week or two ago that was literally entitled Own Your Shit. Yeah. And while, you know, for the foreseeable future anyways, we still live in a free country. You have the ability as a human being and a citizen of these fine United States of America to make your own choices. And you are born with free will. That does, however come like you said with responsibilities and sometimes even consequences yeah definitely and I, I think th- so I think that part's important like our kids will drink in high school they will probably have sex before they're married they will they will do all these things that teenagers do um, and not that I encourage it but I do encourage them to talk to me about it I will be a safe space for them mm-hmm But you know what? Those decisions, again, are going to come with responsibilities. And I plan on laying them out there in the bluntest, most honest way possible, maybe with photos. Again, like you have the choice to do whatever you want. There are responsibilities. Like you said, it is an open and safe space, even though I hate to use that term. You will not be judged, but we will definitely probably talk about you on the podcast. (laughs) And then you can talk about us in therapy. That's right. It's perfect. It's a fair trade. Give and take. You bet. So, okay. So that's where we were Monday night. So it was a great time. We had a blast. We stayed out way too late and we learned some valuable life lessons. And then switching to the other complete end of the cultural spectrum. Yes. We attended the Philly Pops, the Christmas special. And it was amazing. It certainly was. It was festive instruments and yeah that's that's what a fucking orchestra is just everything under the sun it was beautiful it certainly was and it did get us into the christmas spirit and auntie mary beth booked these tickets out of what like over the summer i think yes and to her credit she got us a box seat oh they're fabulous we were right there which was amazing in fact when we were leaving and we were in the parking garage elevator the tuba player recognized me Mm mm-hmm I was like, do you listen to the podcast? And he's like, no, I saw you sitting in the expensive seats. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm just going to apologize for that one. <laughs> Sorry, I just picked her up from the institution. <laughs> they let her out for the holidays. We're having a conjugal visit. <laughs> so, yes, two, two very uh, different ends of the cultural spectrum, if you will. But lovely all the same. We've been getting out a lot lately, honey. We have. We certainly have. We talked about grabbing dinner tonight, and then Chris was like, you want to just stay at home and do nothing? And I was like, yep. Yeah, I have no interest in, in going anywhere. I have a lot still to get done, too. A lot of Christmas things still to do. 26 degrees out. It's cold. I know. It, like, dropped overnight. It's awful. Yeah. I'm going to be cranky for the next couple of days. 
Shocking. I know, right? So now that we're sort of progressing into the end of the year, and obviously Thanksgiving sort of marks off that or kicks off that typical start of the, you know, the gratitude and the happy, feely sort of time of year. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas comes next. You spend a lot of time around family. You're opening up gifts. It's this wonderful, magical time. And then a couple of days after that, you get to hit the reset button and we move on into 2022. So looking back on 2021 and all the things that we got to do and the memories that we shared and the great things that we got to do, would you have done anything differently? No. I I mean, maybe. I I think recently I've been thinking about um, how much I work. And I know it's a necessity. Um, but since we are at the holidays and I've gotten like a couple little spurts with a few extra days off with the kids and, you know, with you and now I won't really have that, you know, probably all through the winter. I don't know. I start to think I think Frankie's doing this thing now where if I'm here, she's legitimately up my ass like she's trying to climb back into my uterus. And um I am having a lot of guilt about that. And I know it's because I'm out of the house working a significant part of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, not that I can give up working. Um, I think I need to manage my time better, I guess. Hmm. Um, so that I get that quality time. You know, when I'm home, then it's like, oh, well, it's a day off. I need to spend it getting so many things done. You do. I And I do. And there is stuff to be done. But you know what? Even if you spend the whole day getting stuff done, there's still more to get done. Always. So, like, there's a part of me that thinks I need to do a better job at prioritizing that. Time management. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's. Um, something I've been thinking about as of recently as she is now going through this super obsessed, attached physically to mom phase. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's an actual phase. And again, I credit you for having such a a high Mm self-worth. But, uh, you know, I'm here all day, every day with her. And uh, she treats the bird dog the same way. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, it is what it is. Get off your high horse. You wanted to spend more time at home. You should have married better. (laughs) You don't see it, though? No. Okay, all right. What about, what are you most grateful for? Honestly, doing this podcast, and not because it's a podcast, um, but just where it's brought our relationship. The, The ways that we've improved our communication, um, the fun we've had with it, how like we've kind of found each other again, how we've learned more about ourselves. Like I've said before, when I listen to it and see it from uh, an outside perspective almost, um, I can see my flaws easier. I can see our victories better. I can see where we're well connected, Um, you know, where maybe in real life my insecurities can run deep. Yet when I listen to us, I don't know. It's almost like watching your life from the outside and it just gives you a whole new perspective that I think helps me grow as a person and as a wife. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, it lets me see where I am lacking, but also lets me see the good parts where we're thriving that I may not realize, you know, in the moment. You know, it's really a shame that Harvey Weinstein inappropriately touched all those women because I'm pretty sure we could be working on like a real life movie about us right now. You think? Yeah. It could be like the Kennedys 2.0, the poor version. <laughs> all right. So how about you? What, what were they? Canterbury? What? Camelot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, can like the Canterbury Tales? I was the I, I I said Canterbury Canterbury, but I was really thinking like Cadbury egg. <laughs> Love a Cadbury egg. Do you? I don't know. They gross me out. It looks like yolk in the middle. Mm, it's okay. delicious. Um, what about you, honey? What do you? What would you have changed about this year? Slash, what is the highlights? You know, there's one thing. I, I'm not going to say that I regret, but one thing that I would definitely try to strive for in the coming year years is spending more time with you know my family that is not local yeah and I know that that's hard and challenging and I think we do a really really good job of getting up to see you know mumsy and my stepdad and then we go to North Carolina to see prick and rude once a year and then they obviously try to come up and spend some time with us but you know, I think it's one of those things that as I get older and obviously they get older, I, I'm not going to get all like morbid and shit, but you start to sort of, you know, question your own mortality in a sense. You know, like none of us are going to be around forever. So we need to start spending some more time. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And even when we were planning going up to Boston, like uh, most recently, I think, you know, when I'm talking about working too much and like better time management, I'm not going to have another four day weekend until the summer. And like, that's part of it. You know, thinking about that, like, well, when can we get up there again? You know what I mean? Yeah. And absolutely. so like, that's a regret I have also, if that makes sense. Like sure. In things I want to do differently. Mm -hmm. And then speaking to the, the gratitude piece of it, I guess, um, I was actually thinking about this recently. So I was looking at the TikTok. I don't know, a couple of days ago or something like that. And I post, you know, the trailers for the new episodes. I try to do it every week, so every episode, but that doesn't always happen. But anyways, so I posted one to TikTok recently, and some random person commented it, and, and it said, I wish I had a relationship like that. Oh, really? I, oh, I wish I looked at the TikTok now. I'm telling you, you are missing hours upon hours of mind-numbing stupidity i don't get it. it doesn't appeal to me it's literally better than jerry springer oh that's really nice i didn't know that no i'm telling you okay good i'm listening good finally <laughs> now that i've got your attention after three years <laughs> jesus fuck so anyways so obviously that's one of them and the other i think you know the the biggest piece of gratitude that I've realized recently and I think it's come or it's definitely been born or is a byproduct of the podcast itself is you know four years ago in some change like I made that decision to go to rehab uh, seventh or eighth time so it wasn't like this new groundbreaking decision for me but more importantly after that I made that decision to change my life. And without having made that decision, 
And let me tell you something. It's really easy. And this is, I think, one of the big challenges of the alcoholic in early recovery is it's a really shitty, painful, trying time, right? And it's super easy to look back on it now and be like, oh, you know. I made it. That was a breeze. Like, here I am, ready to take on the world. Uh, But there were days that, without question, I would wake up, you know, days in a row and be like, this is just not working. Like, something's going to change. Yeah. Um, And it was through working a program and being surrounded by the right people and a couple of strokes of good fortune. Um, And here we are, you know. And that's led me to, obviously, you. We talked about that. It's led me to an entirely different life that I never, ever thought was possible. And, you know, this podcast, I think, has just done wonders for our relationship, both obviously together and as individuals, you know? I actually think about that. I think about what would have happened if we had never started this podcast. Would we have motivated on our own to improve our relationship, to communicate better, to, I don't know, see, like, do more work? No, I can assure you that if we had never started this podcast... Uh, Jim and Velia would have left with you that night. Yeah, like we were in a rut and it, it, I don't. Not we, you. You were in a rut too. And I just, I think that, um, this really has helped pull us out and it, it's made us grateful for what we have, the work we have done and shown us like more work that needs to be done. And this is like, I knew, you know, from, from any relationship, it doesn't matter what it is, but every relationship requires work. Yes. Um, But I go back and I listen to those first couple of episodes and then I think about things that were leading up to those first couple episodes and I'm like, oh my God, we had so much work to do and I Mm -hmm. just, it's not, I'm I'm not going to say that I wasn't on board with doing the work. I just don't think I realized how much of a, a hole that you and I were both in. Again, as a couple and as individuals. Yeah, and I think, too, when you're overwhelmed with everyday life, I think we were in a point where we were just trying to survive it. And I think you don't realize that just trying to survive it actually makes it harder. If you do the extra work up front, survival is a hell of a lot easier. Yes, absolutely, but... I'm certainly not trying to make excuses for us, but I don't think that we realized, you know, how bad of a spot we were in. No, because I think we were just trying to get through every day. You know what I mean? So we weren't, you know, we weren't necessarily thinking about, like you said, it's been a big wake up call. So is that what you credit this? uh, Is that what you're most grateful for this 2021? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm most grateful that we like found our stride. We really did. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, You know, it's something interesting that I wanted to talk about tonight, too. And this is just a simple little thing that happened. Please indulge us. Um, But like it just it's important, too, that even though we have found our stride and we are in a good place to like keep it real with ourselves, too, and still remind ourselves every day that we're alcoholics. So this was, I must have been last weekend. I don't know. I don't remember exactly when it was. It was this past week, though. Um, and I was off one day. Oh, it was Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I was off. Chris had a settlement in the afternoon. 
but he was fully planning on taking advantage of me being off and home with the kids, right? So I get up at, you know, 4 in the morning, 4.15 in the morning to pee, like normal, because I have zero bladder along with saggy tits. But you do have a brand new asshole. I do. And I turn over and I realize Chris's side of the bed is made and he is not in it. Yep. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Things are going good. I'm riding the marital wave. I'm totally going to bang that stripper that I met six years ago in Cabo. So when I tell you my heart sunk, it sunk. I flew down the stairs and I looked on the couch. Maybe he fell asleep on the couch. No. And then I look over and he's sitting there at his desk. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm working because this is the only time I can actually do work and not be bothered. Chris doesn't get up till 930 in the morning. So I don't like the Please. fact that he was out of bed at 415 and starting his day was a startling event. Please. Anyway. The so full of shit. The point of the story that you're fucking up because I had a good message was the fact that it still was a very startling moment and it keeps it real. Yeah. That is a reality for us. If we get into that hole again, if we stop talking, if we stop communicating, if we start do it, stop doing the work, either one of us could be right back out there. And that's where my mind went. You know, that's exactly where my mind went. Like, yeah. And I, even on that flying down the stairs, the events are playing over and over in my head. He was fine when I went up to bed. Did something happen? Did, you know, like over and over in my mind, what could have done this? Because even though we're both in a good place, I think sometimes or not sometimes, I think that I try and keep that in the back of my mind at every moment that both of us are one drink, one whatever away from ruining all of this. Oh, you're absolutely right. And even though there was, it was completely innocent, and in fact, we were all winning because Chris was taking the bird dog out. That's right. I I felt that like that, and that, and I, and then I felt bad, right? That my mind went to a bad place. Um, but that's a reality. That's the truth. You know that that could happen at any time. It it is the reality. It is the truth, and it's even. I think this speaks to the level of my alcoholism. You know, you talk about, or people have emailed us and asked us questions about, are there triggers or, you know, this and that or the other thing. And it's, it's a very stark reminder that I don't need to have a bad day. I don't need to have a good day. I don't need to feel some sort of way. I just need to forget for a thousandth of a second that I'm an alcoholic and all of this shit will go away. Absolutely. All of it. And I, I'm not even talking about like, you know, the roof over my head or the clothes on our back or the cars or anything like that. I am the type of selfish alcoholic that I will go out and make some life altering decisions that will forever change the course of this relationship, this family and I can guarantee you, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be like an asshole. I'm saying this because I know who I am. And when I am out there, you know, ripping and running, there is no stopping that train, so to speak. And like, I will just act without any sort of 
uh, respect to those around me or the thought of consequences or anything like that. And I just do not want to throw that away. No, and but I think it's important to remember that is our reality. Absolutely. So it was such a like non-important event that happened. But in my, it, it was to me. That was a huge like kick to the gut reality check. This is for real every single day. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it's little silly things like that that can just put us back in perspective, I think. Yeah, in perspective. You know, like we talked about with Britt James a couple weeks ago, I think perspective is something that a lot of people both inside and outside of recovery tend to lack. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So it's good. It's good to keep it fresh. I mean, not that that was good that you felt that way, but it's good to keep it fresh. It's good to remind yourself of, you know, frankly, what's at stake here. Yeah. And and again, like, that is our reality. If I can't find Chris at four in the morning... That's the first place my mind goes. You're probably not going to find him ever again. I mean, that sounds horrible, but that's the first place where that my mind goes. But that's an an honest thought. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got, honey? All right. So we are going to do a very special So I Married an Alcoholic Christmas special. It's going to drop Christmas Eve. So December 24th. This year, I believe it's a Friday. It is. We're not going to do a full episode. We're just going to put a little blip out there, but you will be able to download it, uh, let's say, by noon on Christmas Eve. I have a lot of shit to do this week, so I don't know if it's going to be the usual midnight drop, but you know, this episode will be available the usual Tuesday night at midnight, so Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and then we will do our special Christmas Eve special, So I Married an Alcoholic Style. I can't Very wait, excited. honey. I can't wait. And Very it, excited. And by then, you will have built a kitchen. We talked about that last episode. Honey, I remodeled the kitchen. How many more kitchens do you need? Frankie's kitchen. Frankie will be fine. Frankie needs a kitchen. Frankie needs a bird dog. Shipping is ending. That's what Frankie needs. Most things are ending shipping by like tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow's the day to build the kitchen. No. I have to get my teeth cleaned in the morning that's it that'll take you 27 minutes and then it's monday it's a bird dog hunting day and then i have appointments at two o'clock and then three thirty. like there's no time to do a kitchen <laughs> my fucking bob vila <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> anywho so obviously this weekend is christmas so you have that to look forward to with your families um you know, those of you that are inside and outside of the room, keep an eye on each other. Yeah, um, it's a tough time of year for people. Yeah, and, and you know, you don't always see the signs that somebody is struggling. Um, but I think if you spend enough time around them, you can kind of see the signs that somebody is struggling. Absolutely. So just keep your eyes and ears open. People are hurting out there. And reach out. And reach out to us. Like, we'd be more than happy to... Lend a listening ear, even on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, during the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've said it before. Like, if you know us personally, meaning like you have our cell phone numbers, you call me whenever you want. Two o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. And you can always send us an email, and we do read them pretty quickly. We do. 
All right, honey, you got anything else? Your sister keeps breaking my balls for, like, my iTunes fucking password, so I just sent it to her. And she's like, shout us out. So, fuck you, there's your shout out. <laughs> Get your own goddamn iTunes. <laughs> fucking people. We're all stealing streaming services from each other. <laughs> Don't tell Steve Jobs. Well, I mean, I guess you can't tell You can't, he's fucking dead. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I take that one back. I don't. Um, you probably should have gotten chemo, asshole. I'm just saying, like, you know, pancreatic cancer isn't going to get cured by, like, green tea shakes. Yeah, but most of it's not getting cured by chemo either. Well, fuck it. At least you get the good drugs then. I guess. I'm just saying. Okay. So anyways, make sure you order I Love Auntie Gay P-Shirts. They are available at soimarriedanalcoholic.com. Please continue to like, listen, follow, share any of our posts, our stories, uh, our shenanigans. Feel free to honk at us on the highway. Yes, I love that. Mm, you know, anything else. We yeah. love to be loved. <laughs> love to love you, baby. <laughs> And then in the new year, we have more inappropriate Coco Melon songs to look forward to. Oh, good. Yes, Mumsy has put us back on the payroll. <laughs> Thank God. All right, that being said, say good night, darling. Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Cut off your pet's privates. And please, if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.